The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Flash Jervis, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get a patron-only bonus content called Stories We Couldn't Fit on the Show. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hello. We're sorry for your crash on a deserted island, but we're glad you found this audio device. You're about to hear That Story Show. Sit back and relax. Hey! This is That Story Show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, it was cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. It's episode 350, if you can freaking believe it, brought to you the week of August 6, 2020. I am your host. My name is James Kinnison, and my good friend is here. Hello, my name is John. <laughs> Steinklobber. And he has an epic voice on because it's episode 350. 350. Yes. And counting. That's worth an F-bomb. <laughs> right there. Oh, man, yeah. that's the best time. So, uh, how you been doing, man? I, I, I missed you last week. Uh, I missed you too, man. I was, I, I was vacationing last. Well, I, I I was not at work last week. <laughs> and I was spent some time down in my old stomping grounds down yeah. in central Florida and uh, didn't tell anybody I was going there except for my dad and wouldn't have mattered because not very many people down there remember me anyway. So, okay. so and yeah, I did some fun stuff and not, yeah, I kind of did some fun stuff Yeah, and did some work too. So, Hey, well, great. In ahead. Well, it's good we, to be back. It's so good to be back. We did a show with Jenna, and so she did such a great job that we almost fired you. Oh. And yeah, but she's not wanting to do the show, so you oh. can thank her next time you see will, her. Jenna, thank you. Yeah. When you listen to this episode, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. We always like to start with an opening story, and here we go. This one's from Stefan in Indiana. He says, my wife and I take an anniversary trip every year from just a few days to a couple of weeks. This particular trip, when we'd been married for five or six years, we drove from Indiana to Colorado and back. I seem to recall it was about 16 hours one way, which necessitated a night stay somewhere in Kansas. Sorry about that. I know very little about <laughs> Kansas, he says, other than what I learned from Dorothy. And I don't mean for this story to impugn the character of Kansas... Indians, Kansas Indians. I don't know if that's what they're called. But on the way back from Colorado, we stayed in one of the many roadside hotels, and it was a fair to Midland place to stay, as I recall. It had stories, stories going up, uh, not just long and low like a drive-in motel. 
So our stay was comfortable without incident until I got up in the morning and I went to take a shower to get the sleep off of me in preparation for the long day of driving home. I got in the shower and proceeded to turn on the water and then I fiddled with the tub spout to try to change it into shower mode. You know how you do that. So yeah. I, I pushed, I pulled, I turned. It seemed just that my just awake state, I could not quite figure out how to get the darn water to come out of the darn shower head. No matter what I did, it would not switch. So I stumbled out of the bathroom in the suit God gave me at birth and over to the desk phone to call the front desk. And when the front desk attendant answered, I promptly said, far more agitated and annoyed than I realized, I, I more loudly than I planned said, so what? You you expect people to take showers? Or wait, I screwed it up. <laughs> you don't you don't let people take showers in this place. So while I don't remember what the desk people uh, said, uh, upon hearing myself and realizing I wasn't making a lot of sense, I followed up with, "I can't get the thing to come on in the thing." So. <laughs> Oh, at this point, I was awake enough to realize that no human could really understand me at all. And I immediately said in a slightly quieter tone, wow, I sound like a complete idiot, don't I? And then I rephrased much more intelligently, intelligently, how do you switch the water to come out of the stinking shower head? And after ascertaining the cause for my trauma, the desk attendant was quick to tell me the secret to the shower valve switch which I'm sure there's a proper name for it. Maybe it's a bifluid switchigator, perhaps. But I the like thing that. was, the descriptor, which was most readily came to mind. Wait, but, 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 at this point, I was awake enough to think clearly and follow the very simple but secret instructions to get the water to come out of the thing. And I was able to properly take a satisfying shower. Thanks for the laughs. Sincerely, Stefan. Pronounce Stefan. In Indiana. P.S. I heard about your show from Ethan Nicole of the Babylon Bee, and I have now listened to many of the That Story Show episodes and even some of the Nobody's Listening podcasts. He Whoa. says, he says I also really like the summarizing songs at the end of some of the old NL cast episodes. And he, wow. he also goes on to say, I would love to hear summarizing songs at the end of some of the TSS podcasts. Well, you know what? If we if if we ever find a a a a, a story that we think is worthy, I don't know if worthy is the right word. Maybe a, a story that just really begs for a song. Maybe maybe I could be convinced to drag out the old guitar again. But oh. you know, it was so hit and miss with those things. You know, sometimes they were great, sometimes they were not. <laughs> That's what made them all great, you know? Yeah. They didn't feel like they came out right all the time, but they always were. Uh, well, you're, you're a nice person. Let's do. Well. Let's rewind the week. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I really thought about this weekly update and thought it might warrant being the featured story, but I, I didn't want that kind of pressure on it. So, because it was such a small thing that happened, but such a huge thing to me. You ever had one of those kind of things happen where to, to tell somebody else about it, it probably won't translate. But to you, it was a huge freaking deal. 
I think I think the story we just read fell into that category where for for us it was just him trying to figure out where the shower button was, you know. But for him, it was this huge ordeal, you know. He's he's tired, he's sleepy. Anyway, mm. I, mm. I say all that to say that what actually happened to me wasn't that big a deal, but it really it really really was. You have a way of making things that were not a big deal amazing. So well, let's, it was a big deal to see. me. What I did, all I did, this was the plan. I was going to open the fridge. I was going upstairs to take a shower, but I wanted a swig of soda. And what I'll do is I will open a can of soda. I won't drink the whole thing. I'll take a sip or two and I'll stick it back in this, in this uh, fridge. And whenever I want during the day, I'll go back and I got an ice cold soda waiting for me. And so that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. I opened the fridge. I go to take a drink of the soda. But my sister, who was visiting from out of town, was talking to me. And I tried to respond to her somehow while I was taking a sip. And I coughed while this fluid was flowing inside of my mouth, this A and diet A&W. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this drink turned on me like a rabid oh, dog. No. And it was like somebody put Mentos into my mouth because this this brown liquid turned into the biggest bunch of fluff and fizz possible. And it flooded not only my mouth, it dripped down the sides. It went backwards up into my sinuses, out my freaking nose, and everything just kind of came out. And I could still talk. And I'm like, I'm throwing up my a and w right now and my sister's on the floor laughing her butt off and (laughs) and i'm coughing and hacking and and there's there's liquid all over the floor all down the Mm. wall of the of the uh refrigerator and i'm telling you i i i I finally got free of it and i had to dump out the whole soda because i had i had literally regurgitated some of it into the the can and my sister's laughing at me so hard. And I'm telling her, <laughs> I was just trying to think of something snarky to say back to you. And it's like I waterboarded myself with A&W, you know? <laughs> and so I go up to the shower and I realize, yeah, it's dripping out my nose. And so I got to do that snorting thing that you have to do where you try mm-hmm. to get it right. out and hawk it up and cough it out. And it's all tasting like A&W. So I don't even know if I like mm-hmm. A&W anymore. Because it's it, gonna be hard. Yeah, it turned on me. It did. It, Maybe that's what the W stands for—is waterboarding. Something <laughs> awesome. Automatic. Wa- automatic waterboard. I'm telling you though, the 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 thing that got me was that it, it went from a solid to a, a vapor, <laughs> like a bubbly uh, vapor, just so instantly and turned on me. I felt like it, like it was a bomb that went off in my mouth. And uh, I couldn't handle it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was my wow. weekly update is A&W waterboarding. So. A&W has turned on you, huh? Yes. Yeah. Used to be such a good friend. It was my friend. And then and, and it. <laughs> I can still feel it choking me and yeah, going up my nose, man. You know, like when you, you drink a soda and you burp and it comes out your nose and it just burns? Yeah, that's exactly. That had to have been what it was like. Yeah, it was weird. But Clean but but sinuses. again, it was just a fluid. It was just a fluid. Glug, glug, glug. And then that little cough. 
was enough to <laughs> agitate it to change it scientifically <laughs> on a molecular level into this foam explosion inside my mouth it was mentos out the nose it was bad and and I, i'm glad my sister enjoyed it i'm glad she was there to enjoy it yeah I you know was, there there's nothing better than sharing that joy with family oh yeah absolutely yeah. Do, you, do you are you on tiktok at all no don't don't I, i'm I fundamentally opposed yeah well let me tell you there's a lot of people our age on it okay um, and, and they make some really great content and it's fun. I, when it, back when it was musically, I hated it. Right. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why do people just lip sync and, you know, but whatever. But now there's some really, some really good content on it. And because of the cold quarantine, you know, there's these people who were just minor leagues. And now they're big league people because nobody was doing anything except watching TikTok during quarantine. Okay. But, um, there was a challenge on there where, um, when people would put, would put Mentos into their soda and then cover their mouth <laughs> over the soda thing, over the top of the bottle, and it'll come shooting out of their nose. Why would people do that? Because people do stupid stuff. I don't, I mean, uh, I laugh at it. Maybe that's why they do it, so people laugh at it. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's not my weekly update, but I do have something for you. Okay. I you, Like I said, I went to... Florida last week, and that gave me an an opportunity to spend a lot of time in the car uh, to listen to podcasts. Awesome. So I listened listened to uh, a couple of episodes of, of the Babylon Bee, and um and James was like, "Hey, my son James, he was like, hey, I want to hear what your your first episode was like." So we listened to episode one hundred three, two or one hundred three, yeah. And um, man, we sounded young, <laughs> <laughs> did we? Yeah, I mean you. <laughs> talk really fast and I, I i feel like i was talking fast and like i had all my thoughts together and stuff and man we got old or something i don't uh, know i i do know that i don't sound as flashy and fast as i used to that's for darn sure i i know that but yeah you sound it, it's, mature and wise now that's yeah i sound slow and like i can't remember half of what i'm trying to say most of the time <laughs> is the reality of the thing but yeah we we were just talking about it in the pre-show chat about your first episode and about Trevor's uh, first episode and Ethan's episodes. And, and, uh, I was imagining I need to go back and listen to some of those and, and, uh, see how the show has evolved over time. Cause yeah, so, so many of our listeners enjoy going back to the beginning and, and doing that. And I've, I haven't done it. It's, it's, it's worth, you know, jumping back in the time machine and listening to some of those early things. It was, it was really a fun little trip. Just to say that you know uh emotionally that's down cool. memory lane but um that's that's the podcast thing have you have you told the listeners about our babylon b stuff um yeah i think okay. so I didn't, I didn't we were we, on uh, babylon b and yeah. and we got to be on it and we told stories and stuff and it's going to be coming out pretty soon like in a couple of weeks or so okay i, I didn't know how soon it was um, Kyle on the Babylon Bee was talking about your cookie jerky story and how he's been telling other people about it. So, uh, <laughs> it's been a hit. That's awesome. You made an impact, man. That's but great. Here's, here's the thing. My takeaway from the trip, we did a lot of fun stuff. Um, we got to go watch the, the Mars, uh, rocket launch that's sending the new, um, probe thing to Mars. I don't know. It's a Rover 
something okay. like that. We got right. to go to Kennedy Space Center and do some of that stuff. That's we, cool. Hopefully, we didn't pick up any of the coronavirus while we were down there. Right. But um, th- we found this place called Jeremiah's. Do you know what Italian ice is? Uh, yes, I do. Oh man, it's so good. And they and they do this thing. They have Italian ice and custard. And so we we got it one night. And I was like, you know what? I've got to go back and get this. And so we went to a another place uh, closer to my dad's house. And my son made this uh, astute observation. Because they hire a lot of young people to work at these kind of places, you know, mm-hmm. high school, college age. And apparently there's a lot of females that work there. <laughs> and um, my son, as we got our order taken and we were starting to drive through the, the drive through window, he said, I wonder if they hire only young female attractive women to work at these places. <laughs> <laughs> and for a moment, I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask them when I get to the window. And then the the mature side of me said, you know, that would sound really creepy. Yeah. If you that yeah. I didn't ask it. I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I was going to try to embarrass my son, but um, uh, reason it, took over. Wasn't that an episode of Seinfeld where every everybody in the restaurant was he- he- just they they were very attractive and <laughs> and had uh, attributes that w- that many considered flattering. Um, and then they found out that they were, they were all sisters of the same family. <laughs> and that's why they all looked that way. Uh, well, yeah, man, you, you never know though. It does seem like that though. Sometimes you go to a place and it's all blonde haired <laughs> yeah. girls What's going on here. Come on. You know, some dudes are trying to get a job here. You know, they are. I know my son was thinking it. He was like, man, I could, I could scoop stuff. Yeah. Ice cream and Italian ice. and could make an impression here. I yeah. could, could do very well here, matter of fact. I see myself working here. Yeah. <laughs> lift heavy things and scoop the extra hearted ice cream and impress some people. Yeah. My pectorals. I don't know. Anyway. So this was James, your younger. Your younger no, one, man. My older son. Oh, oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. The, yeah. the 15 year old yeah he could have asked and it wouldn't have been creepy he could have but he would have had to ask over me and and then they would have been like what i'm sorry i couldn't hear you and then he would have had to repeat himself. my dad wanted me to ask yeah there you go <laughs> then it's ruined and here's your italian ice and uh just go visit the cops out front and they'll take you to yeah, jail i'll take you to jail that's that's what would happen to me if i asked yep well, um, we have a special little deal that I decided to do for somebody. Um, we have a listener out there who is having a birthday on August no. the 10th, and his wow. name is Tebow DeShooter. And so we wanted to wish him a happy birthday. His mom said, please, please, could you please mention his name on on the podcast? And could you say happy birthday? He is a super fan. And, oh, man. and he wants two megaphones and a bunch of rope and carabiners. And she doesn't quite know why he wants two megaphones, but she's going <laughs> to get them for him. And I said, sure, Ooh. we can wish somebody a happy birthday. So Yeah, happy birthday, Tebow. Happy birthday. I hope that getting older is a, is a very exciting thing for you, and I hope the megaphones come in handy. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. I asked, and I hadn't heard back. So, you know. He's but going to be... 29 29 wow that yeah, is that's, huge that's what i'm gonna say that yeah. is a big Happy 29th birthday, birthday Tebow. i remember 29 that was the yes. year that my tonsils grew in so oh yeah 
It was weird. Grew in? Yeah, they grew in. So <laughs> finally got them, you know. Interesting. Usually people get them removed. No, mine mine were uh, <laughs> late. Yours grew in. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I want to thank some patrons. We got some new patrons this week. Flash Jervis, he updated his $5 a month to $6.50. So thank you, that, Flash. that gets a thank you. Josiah McCarthy decided to become a patron at $5 a month. And uh, Spirit Dog Training also decided to come in and help us out at $5 a month. And we appreciate our patrons. And again, the Thank show you. is free and always will be. But we, we do appreciate those who can and, uh, you know, give a little extra. And uh, those that do that, we like to mention it. So thank you so much. Thank you. All of our existing patrons and our new ones. Um Welcome to the family. Yeah. And we also got some uh, podcast reviews brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com where you can get podcast reviews from all the countries and all of the iTunes stores and even other sources. Uh, Alora Watkins says, hi, James and John. I just started listening to this podcast about two or three months ago, and I love it. It makes me laugh and puts a smile on my face. And I love that episode called The Big Freaking Snake. (laughs) A lot of people have said that. I don't know why that one's a favorite, but keep on making great content, Mrs. Watkins says. And then Star Wars 253 says, best podcast ever. Hey, James and John, congratulations on the 350 episodes. This podcast is the best one that you have ever listened to. Thank you for making this. Have a great day, guys. And we will. And we are enjoying recording episode 350. I hope you enjoy listening yeah. to it. Well, and, he got that one. And he lastly, Kayak Basin Chris. I don't know about these usernames, John. I just I just repeat them. Uh, he says, I Dang. love this podcast. Hey, James and John, I could not imagine giving you a bad review. I've tried to find additional podcasts to listen to, but I'm often unsuccessful and I keep on coming back to you guys. Well, good. Wow. Yeah, it's a good thing. Thanks. I think back that, I think, every time. I think the people that are sending you bad reviews are just envious of your talent. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Our obvious talent. I'm sure. You guys are so blessed. You have a great podcast and great listeners. And, and part of that is true. We do have a good podcast, but we have great listeners. We have the yeah. best listeners. Awesome. Anyone awesome. who leaves a bad review will be an LBB for the rest of their lives. So, yes. <gasps> Everyone from that episode, I'm talking about you, Kayak, <laughs> Basin, Chris. So, yeah, that, that bad that bad reviews episode is must be just breaking out for people. Like it was four or five weeks ago for us, but people are behind and and they're listening, you know, and then they send in their stuff and they're really mad <laughs> when, yeah. when they send it. Like, who said this isn't a clean podcast? It says it right at the front, you know. So they, they love quoting it. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. you say it, you say it right at the front. The so, girl knows what she's saying. All right. It's time for us to do human lie detector. Really? We haven't done it for a while. Mm. And we're doing it for a very special reason. I know uh, your tricks, man. All right. So here it is. I'm going li- to lie to you. I already told you. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to attempt to tell you something. And you have to decide if it's true or not. Okay. I have to, or, or the listeners have to. You have to. 
You, I'm like zero for whatever. In the chat room can participate too. Okay. I'm going to lean on them. All right. So many, many of us know about the Christian artist known as Carmen. 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 He did the champion. He did uh, Satan bite the dust. He, he did a lot of very popular songs. Uh, Witch's invitation. You remember that one? Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Yeah. He did. Uh, let's see. He, he, he just said Satan bite the dust. He even this did somewhere this, he actually kind of sang. This blood is for you. Um, lots of, lots of, uh, very, at the time, everybody was into it, but now it, yeah. it, it hasn't aged very well, you know, uh, and Carmen yeah. has become a, 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 a man that, that many would, would laugh at. <laughs> I just hate to you say it. Well. Cause, oh yeah, no. Because he's he's just he's 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 older, and he he has a spray tan, and and he's just oh, okay. way too pretty for a man these days. He doesn't look like he's aged much. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying some people might snicker if if they if they saw Carmen. But here it is. I met Carmen when I was a kid. We went to Jacksonville every year. For his free yeah. concerts. And I had with me a small ceramic vase uh, that I had made. It was in the shape of a t-shirt, a little t-shirt. And I had, I had, uh, he had a song called Radically Saved. And yeah. I had drawn a t-shirt design on this little vase that's in the shape of a t-shirt. Uh, radically Saved across it with plenty of 80s graphics and things like that. You know, I, I didn't base it on any shirt that he sold or anything right. like that. It's I don't even... Some neon colors in it. Yeah, it was just... Black lines. I just remember it vaguely having having uh, a lot of 80s effects. Uh, so anyway, there was, there was a million people at, at this concert. And my mom uh, convinced me that he was just a normal person, she said. You, because I was like, he'll never, I could never. And she said, no, he's a normal person. You could give him this and and he would like it. And I, I, how did she say that again? She said, he's a normal person. You can channel her and, and say, oh, that. oh, oh, <laughs> James, he's just a normal person. He, he, normal. he can take that and he'll like it. And, he, and anyway, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way, that's the way it was. It was, it was, uh, it was said much like that. And so, um, after the concert was over, there was, we worked our way around. It was this huge auditorium and there was a place where you could go that was obviously restricted and had, uh, chain link fences and stuff like that. But, um, as we're waiting there and he goes by and I yelled out his name and my, uh, my high pitched prepubescent voice <laughs> Carmen! Carmen and I stuck my hand through the fence and he came over and I handed him I said I made this for you and he took it and kind of looked at it and and then he he kind of nodded it was really loud and he shook my hand through the fence and and I kind of pulled it back because I was very shocked that, that he did that because I was a kid I didn't I'm not used to shaking people's hands but but famous people. But he had turned away from me before he had even finished shaking hands. It, it was a it was a moment. I mean, yeah. he just walked past and then this happened. But I was on cloud nine. 
I I is like, Mom, Mom, you know, he took it. Ah, you know, and for all I know, he threw the thing in the trash as soon as he got on the bus. I don't know. But it was super <laughs> exciting. Well, fast <laughs> fast forward about 15 years, and I'm working at Sheffield Family Life Center. And he's coming to our church to perform. Ooh, Carmen. Yeah. And so I'm 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 not excited at this point because I, I'm over Carmen. Carmen, like I said, yeah. he's he's fifteen he, years. Yeah, you know. he, his music is is not aged well. He doesn't look like he's aged at all. You know, something something's <laughs> a little. It's just a little creepy. It's like those. It's like those little girls that do the pageants, the little toddlers that they dress them up like they're full grown women. You know, oh, right? It it he yeah. kind of has that effect on me, like like a mannequin that's been made up a little too much, like a human. It's the uncanny valley. Like I don't know if it's his real uh, face. So anyway, I was not I was not going to the concert, but I heard that he had uh, a special room that we had to provide. It was actually where we did prayers uh, with the altar people. It was, but we made it into a green room, and green he. Room, right. Uh, would greet people who were part of his thousand dollar club. You had to pay, have paid a thousand dollars to his ministry, and he would greet you after the concert in this room. Hmm. And I, I was challenged by this. I'm like, I ain't paying nothing. I'm gonna go shake his hand again. And so <laughs> I'm a staff, and so I just walked backstage with no problem. Got walked into the room. And I stood in line and I went and shook his hand <laughs> and just said, hi, Carmen. It was so, you know, great concert and blah, blah, blah. And he's just smiling and smiling. And, and then hey, I, I didn't know what else to say. I was like, spirit filled pizza, man. You know, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> that, that was one of his early songs though. <laughs> oh. Spirit filled pizza. Really? It's a story. It's a song about a guy that goes out to get pizza and comes back a Christian. So, <laughs> oh wow, is that one before the uh, soap opera song? Yes, very, very much Mother before. The Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, he did. That. He did all those songs, those great songs. You owe it to yourselves to do some Carmen searching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. To be a part of our childhood, if you're not familiar with him. But anyway, I did shake his hand. I did leave the room, and I did not pay a thousand dollars. And that is the end of my story. And it's up to you now. You have up to three questions that you can ask, and you can decide if I am lying through my teeth or if I am telling the truth. Because there's a reason I'm doing this, because I, I shared this story very briefly on Babylon B. Yeah, I think it's in their after show. Yeah. That's why I'm, I, I was afraid that you were, had forgotten something. I was going to have to have a, a, another conversation with you after the show. But yeah. No, I'm doing this on purpose. Because I told this story on Babylon B, and I wanted to tell it to all of you, and especially to John, uh, in a more detailed way. And I wanted to challenge you to see uh, if you thought that this was a true story or if it was a false story. So, so you're saying that there's a possibility that we went on the Babylon B, and when they asked you that question, you told them a fallacy? <laughs> I'm not saying I did. I'm just saying that you have to figure out if I did. Well, did I, I believe that? Did you I tell did. the truth or did I lie? 
Is this I'm, a lie or is it a story that is true? You have three questions that you can ask according right. to the rules. Here, here is here is one of the questions. Uh, did any of his spray tan come off on your hand when you shook it <laughs> That's either That's what time? they asked me. That's what they asked me on the show. <laughs> and and there was no spray tan the first time. The, the spray tan the second time. He had very, very moist, not moist. He had very smooth, <laughs> very exfoliated hands. Okay. They were soft. Yes. Soft hands. Yeah. Um. Did uh did you get close enough to smell if he wore a lot of no, cologne? No, I didn't. No, no. So like like you were within a well, no, you would have had to because if you shook his hand, you're in a a three foot radius. But I couldn't it. smell anything. Is you what, I, smell what I'm saying. I I wasn't there long enough to smell anything. I was not. I wasn't even thinking about smells. I didn't. Okay. I was just trying to get the handshake in and get the heck out of there without getting busted. So, <laughs> hey, you didn't pay your thousand dollars. Stop him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give you me, get tackled. Give, by give me that handshake back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and, and uh, so question hey, you're three. You're the kid that gave me that that that. Oh man, wouldn't that have been great? Wouldn't that have been the best if he had remembered me? But no, yeah. of course not, because I was like twelve. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? He probably has it sitting on. Oh his yeah, tool. I'm sure he does. Pencils or something in I'm it. I'm so sure. I got to think of a legitimate question here. Um, uh, did did it look like he had real teeth or fake teeth? Um, they were very bright and very white. Were they real or fake? I would imagine that they were maybe veneers. Veneers is what I get. Yeah. Would guess. Because they, there was a, a layer to them. Like, they came out a little further than regular teeth would. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't believe that. I, that's a lie. <laughs> but the rest of the story is true. You so believe it, huh? I believe you met him when you were 12. Because I know the concert that you went to. Maybe you weren't 12. No. Because I went to one of those concerts, too. Yeah, I was, I was more like... I went to several. So... I, I remember yeah. going with youth groups, so I had to have been 15 or 16, you know, at some of them, but they were every year, you know? Yeah. That was pretty much every year. That's right. So, um, yeah, I believe that you did meet him in Jacksonville and I believe that you saw him in Sheffield. All right. Well, I got news for you. Oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> you got to take the truth and you wrap the lie around it. <laughs> and when we were on Babylon B and they asked if I knew Carmen. Um, I heard, I heard them say, have you heard of Carmen? And I said, yes, out loud, really fast. Cause I was trying to answer him really quick. Oh, oh, oh no. And when I heard what they actually said, did you meet Carmen? I had already said yes. And I was so nervous that on the spot, <laughs> on the oh. freaking spot, I made up a lie. Oh, I made up a horrible, no. detailed, extremely well thought out lie based in truth. I really did make a, a t-shirt little vase guy. And my mom really did have that conversation with me, but I never brought it and never tried to connect with Carmen. Wow. I never met him. And, and, and at church, he did come to my church. There was a thousand dollar room. I never tried to get in it, never cared. He could he could care. come and go and 
poop his pants if he wanted to, and I wouldn't have cared. So, yeah, I I lied on Babylon B. I'm just going to say it right here. (laughs) I feel a load (laughs) off my chest. Okay. Well, fortunately for for their listeners that that don't subscribe to their Patreon, they'll never know that you told that story. My hope is when they go back through the archives, they will hear this. And they will get a little laugh out of it because they'll be like, oh, we, we found out about this show. And it was so weird that he had bet Carmen. And uh, now I've, I've let it go. I, you I, were the only one, they said, that's ever met him. So. I know. <laughs> I was so screwed. I couldn't back out of it. No, no. Oh, man. I was, I was committed. And so I made up a lie. And after it was over, I'm like, why the freak did you do that? It wasn't necessary. You could have just said, oh, I misunderstood you. But I was so nervous. The lie just pushed its way through my conscience. <laughs> just said get the freak out of the way i'm coming out loud <laughs> oh man. that's incredible oh i feel like you need to have some preacher music so you can <laughs> repent of your sins we need to have a carmen altar call right now lord please in your mighty hand you hold you hold my future <laughs> You hold my spirit loosely over as you dangle it over the flames of eternity. <laughs> he has at, sinned against you on the At any on moment, me. you could let me go and drop, and I would fall and fall. Mm. And I would not blame you, Lord, because I have I have offended your blessed one, your Carmen. Mm. <laughs> I don't know his last name because he never told us what it was. <laughs> But I have I have sinned before you and I ask your forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, please forgive me for lying on Babylon B <laughs> and for lying to John. And forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong while we're at it. We'll just get it all in there. Amen. And amen. And amen. Alright. Okay. Now, for all of those of you out there who believed his lie, <laughs> I want you to come forward. Put your hand also- on his back and pray for him. Whoops. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> Started again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> I lied so much. That was such a oh, big God. lie. Um, and on this big show, I was so hyped up to be on. It was and so exciting. <laughs> We're going to have to send a disclaimer. I know. I want to tell Ethan so bad. I want to tell him not to publish that whole part. Please, please pull out my fallacies. Just just censor that one part. But but I was the only person that they had ever said had met Carmen, and so I can't ruin that for him. Well, the sad thing is I have met him. Oh. But your, your story was so much better than mine. <laughs> just kidding. I didn't meet him. No one's actually ever met Carmen. You meet an android that looks a lot like him. That's what he's it is. He's not real. He's not a real person anymore. He's he's a he's a Stepford wife. That's what he is. <laughs> so anyway, that was uh, the human lie detector. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you got me. Thanks again. Oh, nine. It's time to move on now from my secret mm. shame it's not secret anymore <laughs> your public shame my public shame 
<laughs> well, we got a show title. I didn't meet Carmen. <laughs> I never met that dude. <laughs> I don't know that dude. I never pressed the flesh <laughs> with that dude. <laughs> or shook his, his finely tanned hand. That'd be fun. He's He's got to be a listener of our show, and he's oh. going to be like, yeah. He's going to make a flight out here, and he's going to come out here to meet me, and he's going to ask for his, his T-shirt, and I'm going I'm to have face. to tell him that thing didn't survive the move from Florida to to, to Georgia. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I really did make a T-shirt uh, vase. It was a little, little vase. It was said radically saved on it. It was really cute. So Yeah. His, his last name is Licorel. Licoradello. Really? Yeah. No wonder why he doesn't go by that, man. Carmen Dominic Licoradello. That's hard for white people to say. So. It's, yeah. It's All like, right. Is that, is that French? I, I I doubt it. I bet it's Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Because he, he comes off as Italian. So um, let's do some uh, listener stories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, Before we get started with listener stories, I do want to say, you heard me say it earlier, for our patrons, we have bonus content that has now changed. Before, it was called Stories We uh, Could Never Put on the Show. And I, I, after some thought, I felt like it was a little mean-spirited on accident. I didn't mean for it to be mean-spirited, but Uh uh, I was thinking, man, what if, what if somebody really tried hard and they got their story on there and then they heard about it and they would feel really bad. And I don't ever want to do anybody like that. So I'm changing it up. And now it's stories that we would have put on the show, but we ran out of time. And that makes a lot more sense to me because I, we get more stories every week than we could ever fit on a one hour show. Mm. And so now I'm just going to take the extra stories and we'll record them as bonus content, and that will be what folks pay, you know, the five dollars a month for if they want uh, to to have some extra content. If the show isn't quite long enough for them already, and they want some extra fun, that's what we we're going to be doing. James and John. So, so there you go. Hopefully, that'll draw. You know what they say: you draw more flies with honey than fire, or something like that. I don't oh. know. No. sugar than leather i don't i don't know either but anyway let's read a story this one's called you're so you're pure and it comes from caitlin hudson from lee summit missouri i, I know where that is hey hey host i'd like to tell you one of the most awkward moments of my life i work <laughs> i work at chick-fil-a home of the christian chicken and homeschooled employees that's exactly right so where does your son go to school <laughs> <laughs> So true. one day, uh, I was hard at the work at the window, handing out our food to runners who take the bags to the cars because Chick-fil-A is the only one doing this right. I'm going to just say, oh man, have you seen how fast their lines move? It's crazy how they're doing it since the COVID thing. 
It's, yeah. you know, they got people running outside, checking you out in line. It's, it's just great. But anyway, so one of the runners, let's call him Lucy, and I were waiting for the food. And I thought to myself, this is kind of awkward. I should make some conversation. So I said, I like your ring to the lady in the car. And she said, thanks. It's a purity ring. And that alone made me a little uncomfortable. So I said, cool. I used to have one of those. <laughs> Instantly, what I'd said, I blurted out. Instantly realizing what I'd said, I blurted, no, I, I didn't mean that. I lost it. And then <laughs> I, turned so, I turned so red, I blended in with the Chick-fil-A logo. No, I didn't mean that. Um, I don't, you know what I mean. <laughs> she said she knew what I meant, but he, she also looked a little weirded out. I just prayed to chicken Jesus to make me disappear so that no customers could ever hear me again. <laughs> Thank you. I've been listening since the very beginning and I hope this story is oh, quote unquote man. pure enough for the podcast. Absolutely <laughs> is. And that is hilarious. That is awesome. We love stories from Chick-fil-A and we love stories of embarrassment. I mean, I lost it. I, I mean, lost no. It. no, no, I mean, my ring. Of course. Gotta be your, um, yeah, my, I think I hear the boss calling me. My daughter has one of those. I bought it for her. I bought it special and, oh. and she, um, she lost it. She lost it <gasps> right after I bought it for her. And then she hmm. found it on this girl's finger sitting next what? to her in class yeah and she thought i'm gonna steal it back from that girl and but it turned out she didn't have to she went up to her and said hey that's my ring my dad bought that for me and the girl gave it back to her oh that's nice Isn't that a good story so that's a good story. story and it's true you can trust me this time that was true that was not a lie so, okay but uh so I believe now, you at face now, value. now she hardly wears it because she doesn't uh, want to lose it. And I'm like, dadgummit, the whole point was a special moment. And yeah. Special thing. Wear the, the ring. And I paid all this Just money it. for it. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. So whatever. Anyway. Does it have diamonds on it? I think it does. It's got our birthstones and some little tiny uh, fleck diamonds. It's not you know? a plain old band. It's an, it's an actual yeah, ring. It's yeah. It's a fashion or fashionable ring. And I don't know if it's her style or not. So I don't know. Mm. Maybe she secretly hates it. I don't know, mm. but my, my friend, David Godbout bought one for his daughter when she, she was her age. And I thought that was so cool. And so I did it too. And, and it just doesn't work out the same for me. So mm. no, that's, that's pretty awesome. I, I, I don't think I'll buy any for my sons, but no, it's a girl thing. I think with the dad. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm going to get them tattoos instead. <laughs> They're going to be purity tattoos. Just get them, get them padlocks for their belts. Yeah. That's what right. you mean. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Anyway. Iron underwear. Anyway, we got a middle school drama st um, story. Uh, mm. Dang it. Uh, move out of the way, stupid. Um. Here we go. Well, I get to read it, so here it goes. This comes to us from Igor. This is Demon Fire. Oh, Demon Fire. Was that, was that scary? That was, it, that was it, unexpectedly it, scary. Did you get chills on the back of your neck? I, I still am. I'm still oh. dealing with them. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should make a ASMR recordings. <laughs> Um, that's dumb. Hey, James and John. Wait, no, wait, no. Well, it doesn't say John. It says Jay. Hey, well, James and Jay. Pretend it says John. Okay. Hey, James and Jay. John. <laughs> See how I automatically just think it says that? Yeah. I have yeah. a story to tell you. One day I invited my friends to stay over at my house. 
at one point we were around a campfire telling each other scary stories. I had nothing to tell, so I decided to tell the story of the basement ghost man. I get to the point where the ghost man says, that name means nothing to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, how did he say that? How did the basement ghost man say it? That name means nothing to me. <laughs> mm. And at exactly that moment, the fire lit up four to five feet in the air, almost touching the trees above. So I grab the hose and spray everything and I'll spray, spray out with water like a firefighter would. Luckily, nothing got burnt. So we just sprayed some more water and went inside. So <laughs> hope this gets in the show. Ah! Peace. <laughs> Peace, Igor. <laughs> So apparently when you, if you tell the basement ghost man story, uh, the devil comes up in your fire. So just be careful. Mm. That's the reason why I wanted to share it on this show because it was originally written to uh, red school bus. And uh, that's why it said James and Jay, (laughs) but it was too good, but it was, I, I wanted it to be a public announcement to everyone who might feel like retelling that, uh, the basement ghost man story uh, in a public forum that you might be careful when you get to that part, because if there's That's a fire, funny. it's going to shoot up four or five feet in the air. And, uh, and yeah. And, and the basement ghost man is part of our canon, So yeah. it, it makes more sense for our listeners to hear. Yes. So that, that warning, be careful. is all I'm saying. Thanks Igor for sharing that. I don't want anybody getting hurt. Anyway, <laughs> this one's called horrible horse. It uh, comes to us from Blair Fry. He says, my boys and I love the show. We find it a great way to pass the time between long errand trips. We've been listening for now about a year and and have begun to alternate current episodes with the beginning episodes. And contrary to what you say, each era has its charms. Well, thank you. Thank you. My story actually took place just this morning. I typically get up between 5 and 5.30 as it allows me to start my day with peace and quiet while the rest of the house finishes up their beauty sleep. I normally Mm. go to my home office and try to empty out my inbox, catch up on final prep work for the day. I'm a home health physical therapist, and I sneak a little Mm. workout in as well. So now that you know my routine, you get an idea of what I expect, and and I expect things to be fairly mundane and quiet for the first hour and a half of my day. Living just north of Indianapolis, we we live very close to the western edge of the eastern time zone. As such, the sun rises late for us, and it's still very dark, even at 6 in the morning. Mm. But when I came back to my desk from waking my wife up at 6.15, I noticed what I thought was some kind of material flapping against one of the posts on our little back porch. I thought perhaps it was my wife who had gone outside to retrieve clothes from the clothesline or was hitting an area rug against the post just to get the dust and dirt off. But as I walked further to see more clearly... I came to realize that the material was really a horse's tail. And here's the problem. We don't have a horse. (laughs) We do live out in the country, and the only animals on our property are chickens and two small barn cats. So I can only imagine, you can only imagine how big my eyes must have appeared at that instant. I yelled to my wife, come over. And and asked what the, she asked what the problem was. I could only (laughs) just point out the window. Her eyes suddenly grew three sizes right then. The horse, for its part, seemed non-pulse as he quietly chewed on our grass and meandered mm. through the yard, leaving his calling card wherever he went. <laughs> horse poop. Yeah. 
<laughs> the, fu- the fun started as the horse sh- drifted closer to my wife's flower garden. Not my flowers! So she quickly snapped a photo to post on the next door app to ask mm-hmm. who was missing a horse. That, that would be a hilarious thing around here. Because the only thing that gets on our neighborhood thing is missing dogs <laughs> and cats and stuff. But, uh, who peed in my alley? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our next door neighbors, not really that close in the country, have a horse. But I never analyzed the horse long enough to be able to recognize it. We texted them, but they're on vacation this week with a sp- with spotty <laughs> cell coverage, of course. I walked out of the garage door and tried the universal sound to call a horse. Uh, you know... When you sound like a squirrel by clicking your cheek against your teeth. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. But the horse, why is that the universal sound for horses? I don't know. But They do it in all the Westerns. It must work. But the horse could not have cared less about whatever sound I was attempting to make. (laughs) My oldest son ran inside to find an apple. In the meantime, I went to find some spare hay and lead him out of the yard. See, I wouldn't know what to do with a horse. The only horse experience I have other than the horse stories that I've told in the past, <laughs> are on Minecraft horses. And I know Minecraft okay. horses love saddles, armor, and golden apples. <laughs> so I would have to get a golden apple. But when I returned, the horse had barged its way into our garage and was stubbornly not coming out, even oh, with man. tempting hay. So my son returned with the apple, and that seemed to do the trick. My youngest son remembered that we had a rope uh, with an idea to lead the horse and ultimately found some leftover clothesline uh, string and rope. So I quickly made a large enough loop to run over his neck and what seemed that seemed to do the trick. We led the horse to our hay field and t- to think things over. And we, we drove next door to see if our neighbor's horse was visible. It was not. The mystery was solved. So at least they know where the horse belongs. Right. We returned to our home, grabbed the rope, and proceeded to walk the horse next door. And when we arrived at its natural pasture and opened the door, the horse took off at a decent trot, but my fingers were all wrapped up in the line. I was greatly concerned that I could lose a finger or two if I didn't get them out of the spaghetti mess of rope that was in my hands. While I thankfully did not lose a finger, I did get a rope burn from foolishly thinking I could restrain the horse from running by holding onto that rope. All in all, the world is finally back to normal, and I was not late to work. The only thing to clean up now is the huge pile of stinking poop it left in my backyard. <laughs> Hope this made you laugh. Keep up the great work. Blair Fry. It's good. <laughs> That's good. Is horse fertilizer good fertilizer? Or is it yeah, not? Yeah, there's a there's a farmer down the street from me that'll sell you a dump for five bucks. Wow. And, and you just, you know, you put it in your compost and it, it makes good fertilizer, man. Well, there you go. What, if what? you're a redneck, you'd know that, uh, apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about horses. <laughs> like I said, Minecraft horses don't poop, so that's it. Mm. Well, I, uh, I, I've had a few bad experiences with horses, too, but um, never found one in my yard. No. No. No, that would be a whole different story in my city. Filled that would be, <laughs> it would be awesome. A horse showed up. You'd make the news, man. I would. Local man finds horse in backyard. Doesn't know where it'd be. He'd have to be on my trampoline. Now it'd be yeah. Kind of a weird situation <laughs> to find yourself. Trampoline. How do you get rid of that with an apple, apparently, in a saddle? That's it. Well, I got a story. It comes to us from Paul Trot, all the way out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
This is about a confused client, so I'm really looking forward to this. Hi, James and John. Here's a story from my mom. She is a dog trainer, and she gets many phone calls from clients every day. Yesterday, she got a call from one of them. My mom is always really upbeat and, and says, hi, how's it going? I'm doing just great. And she had the person on speakerphone. And the person that was on speakerphone said very solemnly, Monica died today. Ooh. He was at Hospital XYZ in Oklahoma. I'm staying with Carl and Lucy. We're going to take her remains to... Now, my mom's face froze in horror. Clearly, the client was confusing her with someone else in her contact list. But at what point do you interrupt and say, hey, I'm sorry, you got the wrong person? So my mom just said, oh, I'm so sorry. How sad. Hmm. <laughs> Eventually, though, there was an awkward pause, and she said, I'm actually not your dog. I'm actually your dog trainer. <laughs> so yeah, you got the wrong you got the wrong lady. <laughs> the client broke out in laughter though. She laughed so oh, hard good. and so long that my mom became all awkward again. Is it okay to laugh about this? If so, how much? <laughs> and where would you have interjected? How would you handle this? How would I have handled this? Boy, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have rode that horse all the way to the to the end. <laughs> I'd have been ma- I'd have been making plans. Uh, for the funeral arrangements. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Here we go. Let's try that out. Hey, James. No, don't do it to me because I've already lied enough for one episode. <laughs> oh, this isn't a lie. This is role playing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Hey. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a terrible thing, though. I mean, I, I don't know who was dead. I don't know if it was an animal or a person? It was a person. It had to have been a person. Hadn't it was it? in a hospital, XYZ in, oh. in Oklahoma. And then you, you're on the other line and you're just having to say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man, I'm so sorry about that. Wow. Um, who, who's Monica again? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. No, I, I, honestly, I would have tried to get out of it as soon as humanly possible. I mean, just mm. as soon as I started to hear... Monica, I'd be like, Monica, who? I'm sorry, what? I'm your dog trainer. I'm your dog trainer. Stop. Well, when I was reading, I thought Monica was like the name of the pet. I was like, well, okay, the pet. And so, what's what's mom going to say about this? But it wasn't until the later part of the story we realized it's a person. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. Mm. Uh, at you least know, I don't she know took how it, to interject in that. She took it right, though. She was yeah. she laughed at herself in, in the middle of her her grief. She somehow found a way to laugh at herself. So that's that's good. It <laughs> takes the pressure off you, you know, as as the person that didn't even do anything wrong. You just answered the phone, you know? Right. And 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 all of a sudden you're in this trap of somebody else thinking you're someone else. Just glad that's never happened to me. Oh. So. <laughs> all right. This one's called pre-blessed food. And before I um read it, I gotta play something for you. All right. So it. YouTube, it, it's it's based on uh, a video. So we're going to play that video for you. It's from Julian Smith. It's called mm. Pre-Blessed Food. Enjoy. Hold it right there. Do you still say grace before you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? If you answered yes, then I've got a product that's going to revolutionize the way you do food. Pre-blessed food! That's right, pre-blessed food. We pray for it so you don't have to. This is the 21st century, folks. We can sell anything. So, (laughs) now you know. Classic. (laughs) 
Pre-blessed food. Pre-blessed. All right. So hi, James and John. This is Hope Trinkler. This is Hope, back with another story. So the other day, I was having dinner with my boyfriend and his family. Since we're older and both in college, I haven't spent much time with his family, so they don't know me very well yet. We sat down for dinner, and in a few minutes, we realized that we hadn't said grace. And my boyfriend's Mm. mom said jokingly, well, it's okay. The food has been pre-blessed. And then at the exact same time, my boyfriend and I sang the jingle from Julian Smith's pre-blessed food video. Pre-blessed! Neither of us knew that the other had seen the video, and we quickly turned and looked at each other with wide eyes. His his entire family stared at us and then burst out laughing. The the brother had the biggest smirk on his face as he nodded his head and said, points. Obviously approving of our relationship. (laughs) I think his family now understands why we get along so well. Thanks for reading my story, Hope. So that you're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> it's a marriage it. made in heaven. Well, thing. they're not married yet. Well, it's going to be. It's an engagement. It. It's pre-blessed. Made in heaven. <laughs> it's a pre-blessed marriage. So it's a pre-blessed relationship. Well, hope we we hope you for the best for you and your man. Uh, John has already uh, put you together. So yep. go uh, ahead and call. I'll do the the ceremony. If it doesn't you. work out though, and you're and you end up dumping him. Um, I, I never said anything like that. So, Hey, look, I can take care of that letdown for you. I'll dress up in a clown costume. I'll, I'll go out and, you know, Hey, look, it's not you. It's, it's her. all, it's all the clown's fault. It's the clown. So, all right. Bad. We've got one more and it is a voicemail and it's from Stephen Forrester and it's called Burger King Crunch. Here we go. Hey, James and John, this is Stephen Forrester. Got a story for you today that happened in 2014 when my wife and I were dating. Now, I travel in the ministry. I sing gospel music. I play several different instruments. I'm also an ordained Baptist preacher, and I'm a ventriloquist, so I do puppets for kids as well. Well, after a service one Sunday morning in June, my then-girlfriend had come to see me. She lived in Wisconsin. I was in Michigan, and she had come to see me for the first time in my ministry on a Sunday morning. Well, the service went great, and after everything was over and I was all packed up, we had some time to kill before she had to head back home. So we didn't really have a lot to do. There wasn't We weren't in a town that I really knew that well. So we just walked around town, just strolling along, talking. Well, the time came where she had to leave, so she got in her car, we said goodbye, she drove back home to Wisconsin, and by this point, I really had to go to the bathroom, like bad. So I jumped into my van and drove down the road to the local Burger King, got out, and ran inside. Well, as I'm approaching the doors, I saw that, like most restaurants and fast food chains, that there were two sets of glass double doors, and for some reason, both sets of doors had been propped open. Well, that was easy for me, so I just ran right inside, turned a hard right, and went into the men's bathroom and did my business. Well, when I was all done, I was kind of in a hurry to get back on the road, so I made a very fast dash out of the bathroom, turned around the corner, and was going to go out the door. Well, between the time that I ran into the men's room and the time that I left the men's room, somebody had closed that first set of double doors. So as I'm coming around the corner, before I could do anything about it, I did a full body slam into one of those doors. And I didn't break the glass, thank God. It was kind of reinforced. But since I was turning left, the whole left side of my body slammed into that door. The left side of my forehead, my left shoulder, elbow, knee, all just crashed right into the door. And I didn't break the door, but it actually rattled on the hinges and bounced me back 
backward, sent me flying backward right on my butt, right on my back. And that Holy was um, that wasn't bad Lord. enough. Between the time that I ran into the bathroom and ran out of the bathroom, not only did they close the first set of double doors, but the previously empty lobby was now packed with a lineup of people of waiting course. for food. So, <laughs> so now suddenly there's a whole room full of people who heard that, saw it, were looking at me, and I had just enough presence <laughs> of mind to stumble my way, way up quickly and run out the door. As I was making my way back to my van, uh, a girl from behind the counter came out uh, to the front door, stepped outside, looked at me and said, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yep. But the truth is, I really wasn't fine. I had a huge welt on my forehead the rest oh. of the day. So, I thought you'd find that interesting that some men, they say you walk into walls when they're in love. Me, I crash into Burger King doors. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you guys are having a great day. God bless you. <laughs> Man. And a glass door, that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the show. What a show. What a story to end it on. Hey, do you have a funny life story? Has your purity ever come into question in line at Chick-fil-A? Have you ever invited a demon into your campfire? Has a random horse ever taken a dump in your yard? Have you ever gotten an unnecessary call about a dog's death? Have you ever shared a moment of elation over saying pre-blessed food at the same time as your main squeeze? How about if you've ever bounced half your body off of a completely closed restaurant door? Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we use your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Dave O'Keefe, Yannou Streetspeck, and Kerry Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. You're the best, dude. You are. No, you are. I want to listen to Carmen songs now. (laughs) In the vast expanse of a timeless place, when silence ruled the outer space, (laughs) ominously towering it stood, the symbol of a spirit war between the one known as Lucifer Mm -hmm. and the Morning Star, the ultimate Are you A to J? (laughs) Addicted to Jesus. Spirit filled pizza. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.